0: the final snap of super bowl 45 the green bay packers have won the super bowl the lombardi trophy is coming home
2: what is up everybody welcome back to another episode of talk of the tundra as always i am your host Numak. and joining me is jordan Tresky. jordan how you doing buddy
1: i'm doing well uh
2: how are you doing good (laughs) Doing good. Uh been nice to take a little bit of a break during the playoffs, watch some football and not to think about the Packers, but alas we're back at it and talking about some uh some Aaron Rodgers, obviously. That's the whole off-season narrative right now. As well as some coaching changes that uh are on the horizon for this Packers team. But before we get into all that, want to do a little promotion for you guys. Try to uh Get you guys over to Repod. Join us over at Repod. We are building a nice little community over there, talking about podcasts across all of the um, GSPN podcasts, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> talking about Bucks and their push towards the All-Star break and subsequently the playoffs afterwards. Brewers off-season wrapping up in about a month, as Pitchers and Catchers report, as well as just make time for this and all the pop culture things over there. So, good time. Really good time we enjoyed jordan i've been posting over there quite regularly regularly thanks for this uh issue of linguistics with Numak. and uh <laughs> yeah come join us uh repod.com slash talk of the tundra i believe if that's right jordan correct me if i'm wrong so yeah so yeah come join us over on uh on repod but without further ado i think we hop right into the news the the latest and greatest. <laughs> <laughs> um first and foremost we should talk about the actual coach that's leaving. I should say actual, they're both actually coaches. <laughs> but the for sure thing, um, Joe Grey, the defensive backs coach for the Packers, has accepted a new position with the Falcons. I believe it was like their um Defensive coordinator, like similar ish type thing. <laughs> it or, wasn't a also, lateral. Jerry, I, Jerry Gray, Jerry Gray, not Joe Gray, Jerry Gray.
1: <laughs> I, at first, it looked like it was a lateral move, but I believe it has been since confirmed that he will also be the associate head coach, which I would imagine that makes him the number two.
2: Yeah. Uh, Michael Roth not for ESPN. Michael Falcons hired Jerry Gray to be assistant head coach slash defense. Mm. So, like, it's an interesting way to kick off your off season as the Falcons, because like I forget who's their who's their coach there.
1: Arthur Smith, who That's, worked. Isn't he the with, owner? Arthur Blank. That's Arthur. That's blank. the
2: owner. Okay, <laughs> a lot of Arthurs.
1: Um, he worked with jerry gray somewhere down
2: the line i'm forgetting what the team was maybe mm. washington mm. okay interesting i just like as for, for jerry gray like obviously he was like been a, a long time assistant with multiple teams it feels like a step up but i also am curious about the fit in general of being an assistant head coach i guess that's more of an nfl question than it is actually like a uh hey uh Strictly Jerry Gray move.
1: Yeah, I mean... I, I do think it's a step up for him. It's... What, it, is he... So is he the defensive coordinator, right? I don't...
2: It, <laughs> that's a great question. Because, like, they, the article said assistant coach, head coach slash defense. Like, I just <sighs> don't know what to call his new position.
1: Assistant Head Coach slash Defense. This is. <laughs> That's
2: what I'm, I'm, I'm
1: saying, gaz- Doc. I'm gazumped right now. It's just, um, yeah, it is. That is very interesting. So, either uh, way, I do think it's a step up.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think, think it's that, a step up for him. I, I guess. How do you feel about him leaving? I'm not too sad about it.
1: I wouldn't say I'm sad, but I think it's one of those things where. He came to Green Bay, was here the last three years, to put a time reference on it. That coincides with not only drafting Eric Stokes, picking up Razul Douglas, but Jair Alexander thriving as an all-pro corner. Um, Stokes really looking good in his rookie year, not so much you know, this last year, but until injury struck. Razul Douglas finding lightning in a bottle with Green Bay right just go on and down the line like throwing adrian amos who was who has been really good with the packers by and large i mm-hmm. mean um i i it's it's hard to to kind of branch out from okay this is a really good position uh head coach how does he get that to happen in a under his new title as assistant head coach slash defense, right? Um, how does he? How does that translate into eleven people on the uh, field instead of just you know secondary or whatever it is? But for the specific job that he had, like the Packers clearly had success when he was here.
2: Do you so, think? Do you think so? I would say so. I, I, I'm in between the Packers. Secondary having success in under under Jerry Gray, because I think like he was able to motivate the guys when he needed to, but there was a lot of ugliness on that defense earlier this year. And I think like a lot of that comes from coaching, and it's not to say that the defense was like the downfall of the twenty nineteen twenty twenty or the yeah twenty nineteen twenty twenty 2020, and twenty twenty one teams, but I still feel like there was definitely some. Missed assignments, and I think that since that is his his area of expertise, right? Like that—that that was his job. That losing people on zone coverages and handoffs and things like that is directly kind of tied to him, as well as Joe Barry. But being the yeah, like the coach that is supposed to be coaching like that specific technique and um scheme, I think that since it being bad for the first six eight games of the season. Is kind of an indictment on Jerry. Great, I guess, just this season. I'm not like that's why I'm not too sad he's leaving because I want to see another position coach in there that hopefully can shore up those deficiencies in that that secondary.
1: Yeah, I don't think your point is off. I mean, obviously, this season was what it was, and the defense wasn't great. It's hard to it's hard to because we just we. Don't know the inner workings of a coaching room, right? And how much of the scheme stuff is on Jerry Gray slash a positions head coach or positions coach versus the overarching person that's seeing it all, like Joe Barry, or even to extent the floor. So that's where it it, it's you know it's it's going to be in the middle. It's going to be a gray area, Jerry Gray area. Um, so you just kind of have to, you know, find where <laughs> the truth, I guess, or the blame lies in this, in this situation. But right. I would say by and large this year or parts of this year, notwithstanding, you had guys play at all pro levels at different positions and some of that is definitely, and across two different defense corners too. Because right. Jerry Gray was here when Mike Penn was here too. Mm-hmm. So, there's something to be said about that too so yeah i is it gonna be a big blow we who's to say but this is the second straight year where packers are losing key coaching talent um probably more surprising that was on the defense side of the ball for some people i would imagine but right these guys are professionals they mm-hmm. they'll try they'll do the best that they can with it what well, with what they work with, and then you hope that a team like the Falcons, who are clearly rebuilding, and you kind of have a longer runway to kind of like put your imprint on it um, on the on the program. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a better opportunity for Jared Gray, but uh, I would be interested to see where the Packers go to mm-hmm. fill his shoes.
2: Right, I think it'll be a quite important hire, regardless because their strength is on that is, is in that secondary with how much they've invested, um, draft stock wise, as well as just, um, money from the free agent, class and things like that. Like, I think that's definitely an important, an important aspect of that defense is the secondary, I guess of the Packers defense. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see who they hire. Um, yeah, I, I'll be curious. I'm, I already, my, I already made my argument about, <laughs> about Jerry Gray. We've got to litigate it again. Um, should we move on to the next uh, possible coaching change? Yes. The Colts are possibly, <laughs> maybe, we'll see. Uh, conduct. A... Have you been interviewed for the Colts head coaching job? You know, I did ignore a spam call type from Indianapolis, so maybe that was them calling. So maybe I fumbled the bag there.
1: You had Jim Ursay on the line and uh, you just blocked it?
2: Maybe he was uh, trying to see if he wanted to bake some cookies with some powdered sugar or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the Colts are possibly maybe having a third round of interviews after an extensive second round of interviews. Um, it looks like they uh, brought back, obviously, Aaron Glenn from the Lions, and they were sc- scheduled to fly out um, Shane Saikind from the Eagles, uh, I think, this weekend, according to this Indie Star um, article. But before that, they obviously interviewed um, Jeff Saturday, with who was their interim coach, Broncos D coordinator um, Ihiro Evero, Rams D coordinator Rocky Morris, Giants defensive coordinator Wink Martindale, and uh, the, this uh, I got it wrong, Packers special teams coach Rich Biasacha. They put Raiders in there. I was like, that's different. Um <laughs> as well as uh Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan. So big, big search for this for this job, which is interesting given the state of that team. But I think given Rich Biasaccia's head coaching tenure in Vegas when he was in the when he was interim coach for John Gruden and how well that team played under him and how much the players liked him. I'd be not surprised if he landed that job, but I'd also be equally sad to see him leave Green Bay after only a year because he like really made that special teams uh, unit a major factor after it had been a problem for multiple years.
1: So let's flip the table here. If B. Asacha leaves, if he gets uh, his head coaching gig, yep. Do you think that's a big loss?
2: I do think it's a big loss. How big of a
1: loss is that?
2: I think it's significant. Like He's been a special teams coordinator for a while. He was the special teams coordinator in Vegas before he got that interim job. Um, And I think we saw it this year with just how good they were in the kick return game with Keyshawn Nixon back there as well. But just in general, I feel like it looked a lot better than it did in years past. I wasn't thinking about it was, and again, in, a, in a negative way, was the main takeaway and how I felt about it. And I think that that's as, most, as best you can do for like special, special teams' um, hopes, right? Like, you can't hope for them to hold the guy on a kickoff return to the 15-yard line every time or punt the ball inside the five every time. Like, that's just... It's not a realistic ask. And it's also not his job to make Pat O'Donnell punt it 75 yards when they go three and all the 25 yard line so i think he did a good job this year i really do and i think that if he would leave i would sincerely doubt we find a coach as good as he is at coaching special teams to make that unit equal to what it was this year next year
1: yeah i mean it's clear uh he brought in a lot of his own guys from the Raiders, Keyshawn Nixon being one of them. Yep. Dallin uh Levitt, Lee yep. Lilovette. L- There's one other guy too, um,
2: from the Raiders. Yeah, we always forget his name.
1: Yeah. Um <laughs> we always get those two. Then we yeah. forget the other one. But it's as you mentioned, it's one of those things where you're anonymous. If, if nothing happens, then great or nothing bad happens then great like it's it's one of those things where you can't just like you can't assume that they're going to hold them late or, or late <laughs> uh at like I'm just basically repeating the point that you just made but like <laughs> special teams right. is just a very like all or nothing of like if it's really disastrous as we've seen very recently before with, uh Biasacha um yeah, we've we've gone through the story of Packers not really investing much into it, whether it's coaching or just picking up guys that they, you know, that are basically just special teamers. And then so like this happens where you you get Bia and then you catch Lightning in a bottle with Keyshawn Nixon, and how much that changed their season from seeing how much. Amari Rogers struggled for the first 10 weeks of the year mm-hmm. changed everything significantly. We know how the story ended, but Nixon was as big of a reason as the, why the Packers, you know, turned their season around for at least a couple of weeks. So yeah, it would be a bummer. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know what, they, make the, they made such a, a a point of going after him in the first place because it was really, I, I think we forget about it now, but it was kind of touch and go at some points because it was just a matter of like, he might get another job because of how well the Raiders uh, gig basically taking over for Gruden, um, right. how well he did. And then it was like a coup that they got him. And then, but you kind of go into it like expecting he's not going to be here for long. Right. Right. So. Yeah. Based on where the Colts are. It seems like a job that would kind of fit with what they want. But
2: mm-hmm.
1: also I didn't anticipate them firing Frank Reich and then going to someone that was not a professional football head coach by any means. Right. midseason.
2: <laughs> I'm also like, maybe I'm shocked and just don't, Just had a totally wrong feel about the special teams. But PFF had the Packers, like, special teams, like, ranking, like, almost near the bottom. They were 26th in ranking, according to PFF. I feel like they're a lot better than that. Like, I just, I don't think I'm going to take that too much into account. But I, I just felt like they were better than 26th. And, like, grade wise, obviously.
1: I guess, yeah. It'd probably be worth, uh, we get our grades, our red pens out. Yep. Um It'll be worth seeing how they break that down because there's 10 weeks of pure bad special teams that would bring that grade down. But then right. how great does, is it at the case of just Keyshawn Nixon alone, lifting that up, even though Mason Crosby had a really strong last few weeks too. Right. So yeah, I don't know what all the factors go into all of that, I guess.
2: Yeah, it will be interesting. But yeah, I think in general that if Rich Biasaccia does get picked to coach the Colts that we need to focus as like a fan base and hopefully the Packers focus on two in their preparation for next season. Just the general more brain drain from the team again. Like that'd be two more coaching losses in one year. Like always going to have likely some coaching turnover every year but i think that was one of the underrated parts we talked about during the season was that sometimes it just looked like they had lost a few coaches over the the offseason and then didn't really take that into account so i think that will need to be a point of um what's what's the word and why my by my brain My brain's not working. Point of... Emphasis. There we go. Yeah, there we go. There we go. A point of emphasis for the the team, just making sure that they hire the right people. Because who knows if they did this offseason, like Adam Senevich going from center, from offensive line coach to offensive coordinator to replace Nathaniel Hackett is certainly a choice. I think it worked out fine. But was there a better option out there? Maybe. So I think that just something to think about and hopefully they try to find external candidates rather than promote internally, is my opinion on that.
1: Mm, that's a yeah, that's a good shout because we dealt with that all last year. Yeah. And to mix success. How and the other thing factor as we will probably get into now, there are personnel changes that can easily vary on how like how do you really assess someone like Adam Senevich
2: or right. Um, Matt LaFleur's play calling.
1: Yeah. Because things are just naturally just going to change. We all know that in some, it could be easily in a blockbuster type way or it's more subtle, but right. Yeah.
2: So that is all on the coaching stuff, but I think we ought to hop into the, to the meat of this off-season uh, narrative already, and will be for quite some time, I believe, and that is obviously number twelve, Aaron Rodgers.
1: Aaron Rodgers watch. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I think it's just easiest to start with, like, just chronologically. Um, I believe it was earlier this week. I think Schefter reported it was uh, Sunday. Yeah, it was Sunday. Before the conference championships. Yep. Um Rogers or sorry, my back up. Adam Schefter um believed that a trade was like the most likely um option for, for Aaron Rodgers this offseason. Go ahead. Schefter reported yes that league sources. So let's just Yes, okay. The words here are very key. I, that That is very, a very good Not point. Not to be that guy. So, yeah, so I'll, I'll just read the, uh, the, the paragraph from Schefter's uh, article. Um, a scenario that once seemed unthinkable, a Rogers trade could be driven by re- financial region, reasons, my word, the state of the Packers <laughs> franchise, and ultimately the feelings of the team and the star quarterback. I think that last part is the most interesting part of this latest news, Um, but league sources believe the franchise prefers to move on from Rodgers, just as it once did with Brett Favre. Those sources also believe that Rodgers is well aware of the Packers' feelings on the situation. So, that's interesting for a few reasons. The first of it is that the league sources means this probably is a little muddy, But I wonder if league sources, I hate doing this conjecture, but, like, think that them calling on what they're willing to offer for Rodgers is the same as them being they want to move on from him. Like, is there the difference between wanting to move on and doing due diligence? And based on what Brian Gunacun and Samat LaFleur have said during the season... I think it would probably be within the fans and ours best interest to assume this is due diligence rather than trying to move on. Belief. Yeah.
1: Um, I am right there with you. This is a very MBA like reporting. It league sources is the key here. It's it's carrying a lot of water.
2: Um Schefter? I, Never. Never. Never ever. He never mind. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> So I think both things can be true. Mm-hmm. And again, I think the messenger here kind of looms large because Adam Schefter was also the same person who broke the news two almost two drafts ago yep. of Aaron Rodgers kind of wanting out, but not really. And it was very clear that Adam shutter is very good buddies with his agent. Right. So how do you, how do you like knowing how that was? And that was the other thing too. When all that stuff happened, Rogers didn't really deny that. Right. And I guess I'll say my thoughts for that when we get to his, Rebuttal, I guess. Right. But when you kind of take in all of that together, it makes it even more muddier, of like, makes it muddier, but also we all know how things are going to be initiated if it actually goes to plan.
2: Right. I think I don't like believing Schefter because he's kind of a worm at times. (laughs) But I think where there's like smoke, there's fire kind of thing i I think that's just the Packers doing their due diligence, so at the same time, we can I guess move to the next report because it kind of goes into the same idea because Rogers had a about to this as well. um Ian Rappaport said on the Pat McAfee show that Colbert his
1: R- <laughs> that Sorry.
2: his educated guess is that uh Rogers quotes stays if he wants to. So like if Rodgers wants back then the Packers will bring him back. That that's Rappaport's educated guess not sourced. Um but then also on the Pat McAfee show um Rodgers talked about how he wasn't um in those he, he he said quote it sounds like they're already having holy moly back up. It sounds like there are already conversations going on that aren't involving me, which is interesting. And to my, I t- to that I say, not every conversation is going to include Aaron Rodgers. I think that's like the biggest annoyance with that quote itself, just because. Of course. Like they're not going to sit there and debate whether or not they should trade you, Rodgers, in front of you. Like they're just not going to do it. Yeah. Um. His quote continues. Honestly, uh, I've been I've been insulated to a lot of that. I'm not part of those conversations right now. When I make up my mind one way or another, then you guys and the Packers, not in that order. Everybody else will know at some point. So, um, he basically called it all conjecture until he makes up his mind. So it seems like he's still thinking about, um, retiring. It's all up in the air right now. But I think it. rapport and, um, Schefter are like two of the most plugged in guys in the NFL. I think that's, that's fair to say amongst like the national beat reporters. Um, and it's kind of two conflicting reports, not in like one is source, obviously in one's opinion, but you gather an opinion from do you think uh, it's conflicting uh I kinda. don't think it is, I think it kinda is
1: I think it's essentially saying the same thing, but in in contradictory language. His think this thing is Rodgers will stay in Green Bay if he wants to.
2: Right. That so like I think that's the that's the thing is that Rodgers will stay in Green Bay if he wants to versus what we already know from the Packers is that like from like from the the organization like itself not sources not reports yeah. like, from the organization from Brian Gutekunst and the floor that they want him back. So like that together to me is one report. But then Schefter saying that League sources believe that the franchise prefers to move on is the other side of that. Like, if they prefer to move on, then they move on. Like, they had that option. Does that make sense? And, like, why I think they're conflicting?
1: Here, let me... I'm reading Schefter's thing again. Okay. Because... Um... Sorry, this is a podcast,
2: and I'm no. It's, it's fine. Thoughts. I I just think that I I think they're conflicting because the Packers have the choice to move on from him if they want. That's like that like that resources aside from Schefter, that's their prerogative if they if they want to be. But they also think that if they want Rodgers back, they can just keep him. They don't got to do any of this unless like Rogers demands a trade, which I don't think he'll do. Um. But I think that's where the rub is, right? League sources versus opinion from Rappaport. I think they're both, like, I think Shepter might have sourced his, obviously, league sources. I think Rappaport has plugged in enough to have been talking around the league and just n- knows what the buzz is currently and just isn't putting sources to it because it's just, his, he's called it an educated guess.
1: The sentence that Schefter has in his report. That makes me think that it's basically saying the same thing, but not. Uh, Or yeah, a scenario that once seemed unthinkable, a Rogers trade could be driven by financial reasons, the state of the Packers franchise, and ultimately the feelings of the team and the star quarterback. So it's as much as it is as in that excerpt, it's painting it as a financial reason why they would do this.
2: I think it's all four of those things. It's financial reasons, financial reasons, the state of the franchise, the feelings of the team, and the feelings of Rodgers.
1: And in of those four reasons, the biggest would be, by far, it's not even close, the feelings of the start quarterback.
2: Right. Like, those ways, like Yeah, like, like Rodgers' feelings hold the most weight in this entire scenario. Like, clearly, because if he's doesn't want to get traded to whomever bad team. We'll talk about in a minute. He's not going to, he'll retire and then that'll yeah. nix that trade. But like, I guess go on with, at the with same
1: time. That bad team could also be the Packers because they're going to have to shed salary. I know. Right. The salary cap projections came out. Um, too, and it did not really do much of anything from what I've gathered um after yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't like do them this... any
2: favors. They got a lot of money. They got more money. They got like 20 million more, I believe, but I think that was projected anyways. Yeah. So the same scenarios that were necessary for the the same scenarios that the Packers had before the season ended, like reworking uh Jair's deal, reworking um DeVondre's deal, Aaron Jones's deal, Bobby deal, all that stuff still applies week 18 as it did today. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I just I don't know. I I I, we could, we'll talk about this until we're blue in the face because this is your wish of this being sorted out as quickly as possible has not come to pass.
2: Yeah, I I still don't think it gets resolved for at least another month. Like, it it just, it doesn't. There, there, there's no really point to it. Like, I think there's not going to be any news. I hope there is soon. Like, that's 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 beside the point. I think I hope there is news sooner rather than later, but I think like the most predictable time for news is draft night. Like I think that's just the easiest way to do it. Draft night. Yeah, because I think any trade. What about free agency? I think any trade that revolves around um that revolves around Rogers is going to need to include picks this year and probably next year and. Um any team that's looking to get a quarterback in free agency will probably call on Rodgers but at the same time they know that that option is like there until it's not and I don't think the quarterback free agent market is very good this offseason frankly
1: um the fact that the Raiders and 49ers were talked about as a destination for a since retired Tom Brady makes it so that it was probably not that great no
2: Jimmy Garoppolo might be the best option. Right. And I think like part of that too is just that like any team, any quarterback worth being like going to get on the free agent market is going to be like franchise tagged, like Lamar Jackson is going to be. Like I just think that's that's pretty simple in and of itself. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I, I again, it's it. The ball is in Aaron Rodgers' court, and as much as he will make it sound like he's grandstanding, and there's no decision made, blah, blah blah blah. It does seem like it. Your point of he doesn't have to be in the room or be in touch about every single little thing that is going on with the Packers franchise, right? Yeah, you know I mean his well, yeah. agent can. Things can be delegated or things can be tabled in a way where it's like you're running through all these different scenarios to try to keep the band together, right? And if the moment that he says, I want to be else, I want to play elsewhere, I want to finish my career elsewhere, then you deal with plan B or C, whatever that is, right? So, yeah, it's not to repeat myself but it is aaron Rodgers' decision and he will make it as painful as
2: possible because right he doesn't do anything different right so he, quarterbacks available this offseason tom brady obviously he's retired not coming back um also a <laughs> fun fact tom brady had negative one rushing yards this season <laughs> <laughs> i just i'm on his boat track and i get like little stats. that's not, one of them um (laughs) Juno smith he's re-signing with uh seattle for all intents and purposes that that's not confirmed yet but that's the feeling was that they're going to bring him back um daniel jones is a free agent um because the giants deny or didn't pick up his fifth year option um i think he returns to the giants andy dalton is a free agent i don't think anyone is really relying on him Always a free agent now (laughs) um jimmy garoppolo obviously lamar jackson's getting free or getting franchise tagged Um Jacoby Purset exists if you want to go down that route. Um Taylor Heineke, like I think if they really want to go down that route, you can go down that route. Um Sam Darnold, you can go down that route, you go down that route. Joe Flacco, if you want to go down that route, you can go down that route. Mike White. Yep. Uh Cooper Rush is a free agent. He played well in Dak's absence this year. He might get a contract. Um But after that, it gets pretty slim mm-hmm. and so oh, i think it's already
1: it was slim. it
2: already is slim <laughs> like outside of jimmy garoppolo there really isn't anybody i'm betting on moving from that and some
1: of those guys are not gonna have a job too because of the draft and everything like that too
2: right like i, I gino i don't think is going anywhere else Daniel jones not going anywhere else if you go any delton you don't know what what you're doing um and Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, is like the only one that's like a free agent quarterback that's like a Rodgers destination stylist, like quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. If a team's going for Jimmy Garoppolo, they don't get him. They're probably also going for Aaron Rodgers. Is he
1: like a Tampa? Not to make that joke. But... He could,
2: like, yeah, that, I mean... it's it's not really a joke. I think he definitely could go to Tampa. Like, I I think that's a. They're they're probably looking into looking into it. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of teams are. I know the Raiders are. I know the Niners probably want to sign him back. Um or how the I don't know what the Niners are gonna do. They have three good quarterbacks apparently, and that's not a bad thing to have. But when you spend draft capital to draft Trey Lance and he gets hurt and then his backup Mr. irrelevant. Literally like opposite ends of the draft. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just as good as them apparently. It's <laughs> it's interesting. So it'll be a it'll be a quarterback battle in pre in Trinket, that's for sure. So
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Yeah, I, I just think that to get back to the point we started at, I don't think free agency is the biggest time that we'll expect Roger's news. Because there just isn't purpose to it when the draft is a month later and the Packers just wait on, wait on offers. Because if there's four teams, five teams that all need a quarterback, like need a quarterback that are ready to compete right now, with a, if they get a decent quarterback, which we'll talk about in a minute, um, there's still four others that don't get Jimmy Garoppolo. So, we'll see.
1: Carousel, The carousel
2: spins. It do. do we (laughs) spin (laughs) in so should we talk about um oh also before we do that i wanted to make one mention of um one mention of a rogers quote that he said in reaction to um possibly being traded if i can find it but i'm looking like i can't find it it was basically that he said oh here we go uh roger said this is from chapter's article roger said during an interview this past week with with the pat mcafee show that he is quote open to all and uh, all honest and drudge conversations and that a trade quote wouldn't offend me and i wouldn't it wouldn't make me feel like a victim so at least he's like open to that like he's not all hoity-toity about it he's just like if they trade me they trade me and there's no like hard feelings I, I guess he's what he's saying publicly. Maybe he will have hard feelings privately, but at least he's saying that publicly. and He's not it's hard like, not to. Oh, or, right. Yeah. Like, I mean, totally agree. But also,
1: I don't know. Right. I, I, I <laughs> just make a fucking decision. Come on. Like, <laughs> so- <laughs> I just can't. I just, it's, it's one of those things where we talk about it for so long. So long. This is the third or fourth year that we're going on this. Yeah. And pardon me if I've said this before, but the fact that we like dream up the scenarios of like what it's like when he's gone, then when it actually happens, whether that's being traded or retired, yeah. We've lived through these scenarios that it kind of loses its significance.
2: I still think it'll be a
1: big day because I, I... it'll be a big day, but it also like, I just don't think those things just happen anymore, and right. maybe it's part partially due to the people involved. I mean, you know, it is just hilarious, endlessly hilarious that he comes in here based on how everything ended with Favre. And
2: yeah, it it really is a carbon copy, and if not, I would say it's ten times worse. That Favre, yeah. Farve? I mean, yeah. What do you mean? Because <clears throat> what is worse is my is my is my question.
1: I think it's it's not. Is that just the fact that Rogers kind of twists the knife? It's also intertwined with the financial aspect of it, where there is no
2: clean break. How, in that sense, did Rogers twist the knife? Is my question from that sentence.
1: Well, I just think it happened. I mean, the it, it twisting knife for me is oh, the I moment see what you're the, saying. the moment the season ends, it's like immediate of like you say all these great things about Green Bay and you want to be here. Then the moment the season ends, you're just like, well, we'll see what happens. And I generally think that a lot of it is retirement thoughts, yeah, but. I, I don't.
2: I don't know. I guess I don't feel that way. I think that post Lions' loss, he's probably a little emotional while not making the playoffs, and like I think he's just being candid. And I hate yeah. to be protect and speaking for Aaron Rodgers and <laughs> defending him when people do that and defending him, right? Yeah. But I I don't think he's like mad at the organization or anything like that. I just think that it was just the circumstances of when he was talking to the media at that point, because, like, yeah, he said all the great things things about Green Bay throughout the end of the season, which we're annoyed about, because it's, like, just make a decision kind of thing, but, yeah, no, I I get what you're saying, I just don't necessarily agree, but I do agree that I think
1: it's more of, it's not necessarily, my problem is just an Aaron Rodgers problem, where it's, like, you point the fact that there's problems in how you're being talked about and all this stuff, and it's, like, you're the one that supplies this right whether you think you could talk open and honestly and direct as much as you want but you also know what's going to come of that because that's just how it is and we all right. have frustrations with how he is covered too because of just again going through these scenarios where you're living him leaving the packers before it actually happens right but it all starts from those things being Said, right
2: yeah. yeah i think that i don't think it was worse than Favre. i think it was the, like the situation with Favre was a little easier until it wasn't because the on off of far retiring every year for like three years was annoying and i said that as a nine-year-old at the time <laughs> yeah or 10 11 12 year old i guess because he retired he left in 2008 oh wait. Yeah, it's so a 10, 11, 12-year-old. And so, like, it's... As an adult now, it's just frustrating because you like, obviously have more, like, awareness of it all. But even then, like, far of saying he's retiring after the end of the season and then coming back after, like, they've went on with this decision that he's gone and that it's not Rodgers' team. That part is just dramatic as is. And I think that's more dramatic than what this is. I think this is just a circumstance of... All the new is being available to us at all like at all times as opposed to before it was mostly just the early parts of social media and Sports Center all day long. Yeah. So I think you'd Yeah, they're just... not
1: flying Edward or into Green Bay to be like Exactly Favre. I mean, the, the other thing too, the biggest difference is that because Ted Thompson stuck to his guns, they basically made Brett Fart retire. Right. But he did not want to, which right. is a very key distinction that is likely not gonna happen here, but you know, you right. never know, know.
2: Right. So, should we go through trade, trade landing spots? I think given our, our schedule, the next few weeks, we won't have a lot of time to talk about trade destinations. I think we ought to do that now, because yep. between now and the draft, it gets going, it's going pretty quick. With the combine, we're going to do off-season grades the next two weeks for you guys. Um, off-season grades, as in grades for the offense and (laughs) defense now that it is in the offseason we'll do offseason grades for for the nfc north and the rest of the the nfc way way in the future but um yeah just offense defense grades will come in the next two weeks i think after that is the combine and the draft free agency all that stuff so i think we ought to just get trade targets and landing spots done now Mm -hmm. so let's let's start there I think we'll start with the most reported and kind of, I think it is the Vegas favorite. Um, I think Maybe I thought t- t- today is Maybe the is. New York Jets are the, the betting favorite for Aaron Rodgers, um to play next season or to be traded next. Or if he is traded, that's where he's going as the betting favorite. So um, the Jets obviously have a pretty talented team. They just barely missed the playoffs this year. Um, I believe they finished with the same record as the, um, the Packers are they're one loss worse. One loss like. worse. Yeah. They lost their last six games. Yikers. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, seven and ten. They currently hold the thirteenth pick, but that doesn't mean they don't have a good team. I think that this is the biggest example of plug and play. Aaron Rodgers and playoff contender and like division contender. I won't. I won't say Super Bowl contender because we saw how he played this year, and if he doesn't play better than he played this year at the Jets. They're kind of in the same spot as the Packers were. Um but going with a a standout standout defense with uh now finishing his rookie year, Sauce uh Johnson. Right? Yeah. Or my Yep. Gardner. Sauce Gardner, yeah. It's Gardner Johnson who's the Eagles quarter cornerback. Uh Sauce Gardner, <laughs> and then Quentin Williams up front, along with on the offensive side, a pair of stud wide receivers and Elijah Moore and why is my brain not working? Garrett Wilson. <laughs> Garrett Wilson, thank you. And rookie of the year candidate uh, Brees Hall. Just a, a lot, of, a lot of raw talent on the Jets. And I think if you put Aaron Rodgers in that offense, he'd have a likelihood to succeed. But I think that's why they're the most attractive option for um, for Rodgers to go to if he's traded, as well as the Packers because he's not in division or not, not in conference. Send him out to the AFC. Don't got to see him next year. Possibly ever again, and then yep. um, just let him play out his sunset of his career. So, people were talking. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: One other note: uh, they hired Nathaniel Hackett as their offense
2: coordinator, which we went through last year.
1: Yes, yes. So well, that's exciting.
2: We get to yeah. play. We do that whole thing again. It's like the uh, the rest of the development meme. It didn't work for them, but maybe it'll work for us. so yeah i just think they have quite the team and they're poised to compete should they have a decent quarterback which could be riders no a trade package for that is like i guess my hopeful trade package like that of course (laughs) but they're not trading garrett wilson um is this year's first this year's second and Elijah Moore that was like thrown around Twitter for a while, but I just think that that is a great haul for, for what the Packers need. Like they get 13 to go with their pick at 15 and then um, 44 before their pick at 46 and then a very good slot receiver in Elijah Moore. I've been on the Elijah Moore stand train since he was drafted. I think he's quite good. Um, And he's not thrilled with the jets. I think that might be better phrased as he's not thrilled with Zach Wilson. Yes. Nobody likes Zach Wilson. In yes. New York. <laughs> but if he's still willing to leave, I think that if the Packers could get him, I think that'd be a huge boost to the Packers offense to go with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs next year. Like just a, I won't call him a veteran. He's only a third year guy going into next year, but he's pretty good. I think yeah. he, he's got a lot of talent in the slot.
1: I like it. I mean, it not to bring up the far parallels again, but the it's certainly a line that it feels like it's the most uh QB ready uh or I guess biggest upgrade, I should say. Oh yeah upgrade of the available uh, uh God teams that would go for a quarterback because they have a lot of pieces in place and yes, you're taking away picks in this scenario, but they can probably live to afford it because they need a quarterback that can really send this. I think the
2: that's job. the only reason they really had a bad year this year. It's just their, their correct play wasn't good. enough.
1: And even then they still played better than expectations, but it's the right. po- problem was the expectations grew as they were what? seven, Losing the last six of or their last six, or their there seven and, and three. Four.
2: Yeah, seven and four. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So like that's pretty damning. <laughs> yeah, I think it's
2: just it's it, it's just how it was. Um, I would love the Packers to have two first round picks again. Like last mm-hmm. year, they had Quay and Devonte Wyatt or Quay Walker and Devonte Wyatt. So two plus guys in my book. Um, last time they did was with Sean Gary and Darnell Savage. So they want like one for two that
1: has happened a lot under gu Kuntz. yeah he kind of like happened have twenty one and twenty six well even yeah. was it that it might have been his first year too where they got a pick from someone, and I'm forgetting who oh, it was because they traded down, never mind, yeah it was uh Samira that they already did, yep, so
2: yeah, I just think um. Oh, was it the Kevin King trade where they traded down to get Kevin King at the first round of the second round? First pick of the second round.
1: Yeah, because that was the Marcus Davenport draft, right? Or am I mixing? <laughs> sure.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I haven't heard that name in forever, dude. <laughs> that's the Aaron Jones draft, though. And oh, James that's Miller. right. And Jamal Williams. Um. So yeah, I I just like the idea. Shocking break breaking news. <laughs> be-ding, 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 be-ding. I like the idea of having two first round picks. Two for two first round picks, top fifteen is just fine by me. (laughs) Um, So there's there's that. If they're not willing to go for Elijah Moore, then just like two firsts and this year's second for them would work for me. I think you for sure either need you for sure need a first, a second, and a good player, or two firsts and a second. I think like that's my 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 draft hope or like my, my my return hope for Rodgers. like i don't care the the organization of those i just want either two first round picks and a second pick or i would maybe go third but i'm, I'm hesitant because the packers can't draft the third round anyways so <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we don't go there um or they're just two picks and a player so that's been my just Cadence pretty much since we've been talking about in the Discord. Join the Discord at in Info. Mm. Um, since we've been talking about it in, Pack- in Packers pals. So um, should we move on to the next team?
1: Next team. A Who is it?
2: Reunion. Where
1: are we spinning this globe and pointing our finger on
2: Sin City, baby? Oh, Rogers can go out in the desert and hallucinate all he wants with his best friend <laughs> Devontae Adams. Uh Devonte. uh Interacting with fans this week on the Twitter machine, and uh, I think Jordan, if you have it up, I think somebody asked, or was some like brand account asked where Rogers is moving in Vegas, or what neighborhood he's moving to, and Devonte said mine, quote unquote, mine, not New Mac's neighborhood. I don't live in Vegas, but Devonte Adams' neighborhood. <laughs> so it's true. I think same thing. It makes sense if he really likes Devontae Adams and wants to go back to playing with him and having a pretty good set of receivers there between him and Hunter Renfro and a couple of good tight ends that aren't included in this trade. Um, it would make sense. It would make sense. Um,
1: again, fits the criteria of what the Packers, quote unquote, are supposedly looking into when it comes to. I guess debating a Rogers trade. Raiders play in the in the West. Um do they play them next year? Who did the Packers play the Raiders next year?
2: Uh I don't know. I can look while you talk.
1: Um that would be an interesting wrinkle if that was to actually happen.
2: Um but yeah, I
1: the Rogers played with Devontae Adams. There's the instant reason why that you'd want to play with him. Um, something different. Again, they need a quarterback, not yeah. like in the biggest way. They do play the Raiders. They do play the Raiders in, in Vegas. In Vegas, interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, so yeah, if that were to happen, I think that would be. I would want to play him if you. I'm ready.
2: I don't know if I am I see like the purpose of like why you want to play him I just I kind of just want to be done with him you know like that's like oh of course that's the idea of trading with the Jets is that you're likely not going to see him again and you don't got to go through the whole far returning to Rod, returning to Lambo kind of thing that we did in 2009 or 8 yeah Yeah, 9 so regardless that's just how I, I feel on it but I don't want to tank a deal because of it if that makes sense yeah Oh, um, of course, yeah. My trade for this, I, I, I think this is people are out on this player. And I think, and I'm pretty pro player on this on this player. But a first and the second, what? Listen, man, <laughs> your boy is exhausted. I'm, I'm powering through podcasting for the people. I'm trying a first for this year for the Raiders, a second this year from the Raiders, and Darren Waller. Mm. I really like Darren Waller. Who I think the Packers tried to get last year. Yep, they tried to trade for him last year. Yes. So I I really do like that. Um otherwise two firsts from the Raiders this year next year and a this year second would be my preferred thing as I mentioned earlier. But what makes this all interesting is if you can buy into my 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 pitch here. The Raiders are trying to trade Derek Carr Because Mm -hmm. they don't want him anymore. The Raiders have the 7th pick in the draft this year. Tankathon, which does more than just NBA, in case you didn't know, has a mock draft and has the Raiders picking Will Levis, the quarterback out of Kentucky, at 7. But the Carolina Panthers, who also need a quarterback, pick two picks later at 9. So, what if the Raiders trade Derek Carr to Carolina for the ninth pick, and then they trade one of those picks, seven or nine, to the Packers for Rodgers? And then, like, pick and Darren Waller or pick and pick kind of thing. I don't know who. It's an interesting scenario. I think, like, but we've seen that happen before where nfl teams like do those trades to move around picks to get players like that's the stupidest analysis you've ever heard as a a trading on draft night like we've seen it before like the packers have done it where they yeah trade for a pick and then trade that pick and another pick to for something else or a player like it happened during goodness time
1: I don't know who that would look worse for. What do you mean? Because in the scenario, Carolina's drafting Will Levis or. Correct. Or blank.
2: Or insert. Future quarterback.
1: Yeah. It might be worse on the Raiders, but.
2: I don't think it is because I don't think that team's so far away.
1: No, I don't think so either. And they're built to, for that reason. They're built to be, they're trying to be like the next Tampa or the next, right? I don't know, team that just and they, puts all their chips in the middle and doesn't necessarily draft those players,
2: but they make big trades for them. I think the issue is for the Panthers is that they're at a bad spot right now for this draft. I'm sorry, Andrew, for your misery dealing with the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> our co host, actually- Andrew Snyder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would say though that they might be one of the best. I mean, it's not a high bar here, but they might be the best-positioned team in the NFC South to win next year. They weren't that far off in
2: the, this year. I mean, that, yeah, that not sure. Take a lot of wins to... eight, nine, ten in the draft as Falcons, Panthers, Saints. So <laughs> it's not a high bar, but I think like they just need a quarterback, right? And they already drafted yeah. a rookie quarterback last year, Matt Corral. Um, I think he's Ole Miss, if I'm not mistaken. But the issue with the Panthers is that according to this mock, which I think is a is right-ish, they have Bryce Young going two to the Texans, CJ Shroud going to the Colts at four, which I think is wrong. I think the Bears pick one of those quarterbacks first. Um but then Will Levis at seven. After that, there is not a QB until sixteen with Anthony Richardson from um Florida. I'm not the biggest Anthony Richardson fan. I think... I love Scout Numack. I, I just watched him enough, and I did it like... I know. Because I, I saw him play against, I think, Tennessee, that's like that first game of season when the Florida oh, upset yes. Tennessee. Oh, yes, yeah. And that was like the huge win, like a huge, huge upset. And then Florida kind of just like fizzled out the rest of the year. And so I think he transferred a couple of times too. I just don't think he's really all that in a bag of chips. So I think the the drop-off from... Will Levis to the rest of the quarterbacks in the draft is quite significant. And that just leaves the Panthers in a worse spot at nine, if three quarterbacks are gone by then. So yeah. if, you tra- if you trade, or if you just like trade your pick to, um, to the Raiders for 7 I think that is a much more palpable outcome for the Panthers. Then rolling in with P.J. Walker or insert free agent quarterback here, because yeah. that team isn't poised to do much next season. In all honesty, like they don't have a whole lot of stuff to look forward to next year. Like they just just don't. Like D.J. Moore has been trying to take that next step to be an All-Pro wide receiver for years now. <laughs> trying
1: to take that next step out of that team, right?
2: But <laughs> he hasn't like done anything, which like yeah. I guess is a part of. The issue with his quarterback being Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker. And
1: you can run through it. Sam Darnold, P.J. Walker, Baker Mayfield. Who was the year before that? Cam Newton. Made yeah. Illustrious return. Um, who was like, it before that? I, I'm having trouble remembering. It was a big, big name, too, right? I don't
2: think it was. Now I got to look. Now I got to look. Uh, that see. rule. 2020. Right? Teddy yeah. Bridgewater was their quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater. Ted. For Or fifteen games that was their quarterback. He was their starter.
1: And then they made another big
2: Kyle Allen was their quarterback for a while. I that was the was year Cam Newton got one. hurt. Yeah. It just it's just tough, like, right? Like that that's kind of the main thing with the Panthers. It's been a tough year since prime Cam Newton was their quarterback. And I think they just have a lot of chances for, like, they have a lot of youth in my mind, and it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense for them to get Rodgers. Oh,
1: it was Sam Darnold.
2: Sam Darnold was the big move. Yeah, that was two years ago. Okay, I thought it was was last year that they did it too. Yeah. He's been at the Panthers for two years. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, that makes sense because it was Baker was the move this off season, yes. Donald before that, and then Cam, and then Bridgewater. Okay, K K K K K. So yeah, I like that idea. Take it or leave it. Uh, NFL. I think that'd be a good scenario for the Panthers to trade up to the Raiders, and the Raiders trade their picks to the Packers for Rodgers. Yeah. So, um. Next one. Just as like ideas, like I don't really have too many pitches for these ones. I think we're. Like those are my two big ones, were the Jets and the Raiders. But I think other teams that could trade for Rodgers, Buccaneers, I think certainly could trade for Rodgers. Um, they're a team that's poised to compete right now. Um, yep. Man, would I hate watching the Buccaneers win a championship with Rodgers. That would just hurt me dearly. But um, with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and that line being healthy this year would be the biggest thing, along with just that stout defense, I think they're they'd be just fine competing with Rodgers next year, which would put that NFC South out of the reach of those other three bottom scraper teams. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Biggest thing is they clean house with everyone but Todd Bowles, apparently. So I don't even yeah. know who they're where they go with
0: from right. there.
2: Um We talked about the Panthers, probably not. Um Titans yeah. probably not, because they got um Malik Willis, I doubt they Invest in picks to trading him when they barely got to see him this year. Um, maybe the Commanders. Commanders would be an interesting wrinkle because they need a quarterback. They're not trotting out Carson Wentz or probably not Taylor Heineke either because that, as much as Heineke's like been good in spots, he hasn't really proved himself to be a winner. Which is no. tough because that team is just, you get it. So, um, but other than that. Not too many other teams like the Saints, maybe. Colts. Maybe. Who? Colts. Oh, I thought we talked about them. No. Nope, we didn't. Colts would be an interesting one. They're, they pick four. Um, not me salivating over the idea of Packers having the fourth pick in the draft. That'd be pretty, pretty dope, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> like, I, I'm all about picking at four if the Colts want to trade four and stuff like. Maybe they look if Bryce Young and Cedar Struggle go one two and they need a quarterback. Like, hey, maybe instead of drafting Will Levis, they draft they trade for Rodgers, but that's kinda of depending on how the new coach probably wants to build this team. How the new how the Jim Irsay and the GM want to build their team. Like do they want to win that now or do they want me. to win in the future? I think he wants
1: to win now. Yeah. Jim
2: Marseille. Yeah, because like Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell and Jonathan Taylor are all good. So is the Forest Buckner on the defensive side. They still have Stefan Gilmore. Like I think that they just have the tools, but I think that might be a coaching issue because they've had the tools for a couple of years now, right? Like That was the biggest thing last year is that when they got rid of Phil Rivers who after they lost, I think, week 18? Yeah, because they had to beat the Jaguars to get in, and they didn't. Yes. So they missed the playoffs by one game. Two years ago, and they were horrendous this year. This year, so I think it might be just a coaching issue um, for that team, but who really knows, honestly? So, it's certainly a thought, a thought experiment as to how the Colts want to proceed with their franchise and if they want to go young and compete for the future, have a franchise quarterback for the next fifteen, twenty years in C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young if they get there or if they want to try and compete now with Rodgers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So,
2: yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't uh, do that. I, um, I think, the, I think they lean future. Cause like, it would be the move. It'd be the, in my mind, probably correct move. Like you pick at yeah. four, you have a chance if they're there to pick a really good quarterback between Bryce song and CJ Stroud. Um, but it's kind of like what do you what do you want to do what do you want to do yeah maybe we're getting into like nfl analysis now but maybe the bears draft um bryce younger cj stroud and trade justin fields to the colts for four would that be the bears doing smart things wouldn't that suck (laughs) <laughs> but like, if they're gonna pick, it would quarterback, make sense. That'd be the smart thing to do. Like, I don't think you give up on Justin Fields right now. The Bears have the most money in free agency this offseason. They're gonna spend, spend, spend. I don't think you move on from Justin Fields. NFL brain says you do. What the what the Cardinals did with Josh Rosen. Moving on from him to go to Kyler Murray, Mm -hmm. I just think that might be where this is headed. Even though I think Justin Fields ought to be the starting quarterback of the Bears next year, and they shouldn't draft the quarterback.
1: Yeah, I would. I I mean, me, I'm more. Quarterback is the last thing you get.
2: Oh, oh, agree. Like, yeah, hundred percent agree. But when you have the first pick in the draft. You kind of have to go You have to think about it, yeah. Because you can always keep them around through franchise tags and extending them, whatever. But I I, I get the point. It just is hard to get... It's hard for all of that to line up. Mm-hmm. Which is the nice thing about free agency for the Bears, which again, yeah. If the Bears have a kick-ass free agency, kind of fill their, their needs with receiver. They have a lot of holes, don't get me wrong. But... They Have like 90 million dollars in free agents. The problem though is that
1: you could use the having that much of cap space could mean Throw someone up. bilks you big time,
2: yeah. You like, I mean, you, I know you give too much money to one player who's like not worth it. I think the example of
1: last offseason was Christian Kirk to the Jaguars, and everybody's like, Oh my god, look at this! You
2: played well play. this year, but yeah, you played very well, but.
1: For every time that has worked out, there are oh, yeah. um, multiple examples. There's, of like, there's the Albert
2: Haynesworths of the world. Yeah, Love sorry
1: me. for my sneeze because yep. I'm trying to make a point. Um, yeah, that is a prime example. Or like, it's more dangerous to have to, ha- especially to have the most cap space because right. you look. Everybody's like, okay, you have to pony up if you right. really want me.
2: Right, but no, they have, they have a hundred million dollars in cap space. Like that's. Ooh a lot to do with to fill the holes they need. And they
1: need at least three receivers. Because Chase. <laughs> right. Chase Claypool is their best, and I don't know if there's anyone else outside of uh what's his name?
2: Equaname is St. Brown.
1: Mooney. <laughs> Mooney. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um so yeah, I think that'll it'll just be interesting to see. I'm curious to see where he lands if he doesn't get traded. I think all of those options are better than us keeping him from the Packers perspective, just because we saw how this last year went. I know some people in the Packers fandom wanted to stay because he's just a great football player and just hate to see him go, hate to see him go, but love the you leave kind of thing. Like it's just, I think it's time. We've we've litigated that for a while. And I think that's really all there is to it. Jordan, anything else, buddy? No, we'll
1: be here. We'll be here talking about the latest Aaron Rodgers news <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers news when when it drops. He, when he shows up
2: on Pat McAfee and
1: well, some I, South
2: American I, country. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I really think to, to be open and honest with you guys, our listeners, that that might be the last time we talk about Rodgers for that until? long until he until we get news. Like actual yeah actual news. Because to give you a little rundown, give you a little peek behind the curtain, um next week will be offensive grades for us and uh NFL awards predictions. The week after that will be um defensive grades. Week after that is big time for franchise tag and transition tag candidates along with a scouting by, scouting combine preview. So because I think that'll actually be an interesting Think to see is who the Packers use their franchise franchise tag on this year, if they use it at all. Don't have to use it. Yeah, that's the other thing. Um, then the scouting combine is all week at the end of February. Then a preview for free agency. Um, then free agency news is the second week of, of March, and then reviewing of what the free agency market looks like once the Packers have signed if they sign any at all, given their cap space, league meetings, and then. Start for the draft. Draft is uh, April twenty fourth, so that'll be pretty much all of April. So, really, isn't too much in there for uh, for talking about Rogers besides rog. his his grades next week. So, there's the uh, the peek behind the curtain for you for you listeners. You can put on your calendars what you can expect for every week.
1: That's a man. That's no Wizard of Oz.
2: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> What one of the all time peaks behind the curtain. But with that, couple promos. Top five. Couple promos for all you guys. Um I think today, right? I believe no what did a cruising drop? Today or yesterday? Wednesday. Cruising for a bruising dropped Wednesday. As they look in the Keith Law's prospect grades. Um it's that time of year. Spring training bring is it almost... it
0: low, bring it, the low, oh, bring my... it, bring Ro- it Rob Rob Halford,
2: be quiet. <laughs> um You ruined my train of thought. Adam McKee and Andrew Snyder went through Keith Law's prospect list for um like for the MLB and talked about it for spring training as it approaches um near the end of the month when pitchers and catchers report. So that's up on the cruising for a bruising feed now. When in six also dropped yesterday, not Thursday. mistaken. Thursday. Today is Thursday. As a recording. Thursday. As a recording. So <laughs> Win Six, brand new is on your feed there. Go check that out. Um Chris is back. It's all good. Life is great. Bobby's gone. Not so great. For a little Jay bit. Crowder. Jay, Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder may be He's gone, maybe here, maybe still
1: here. He's celebrating National Marquette Day with his alums.
2: On Saturday, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Eurostep every early week, every every week, usually Mondays. They talked about all lot of same size, same stuff that uh we've talked about. How Chris and, <laughs> Chris is back, and Drew's playing well. Jan's playing well. Just all the Buck stuff as they prepare for the All Star weekend and uh, the subsequent playoff push after that. So, um, Make time for this. I believe uploaded recently, but I yes forget what it was about. It might have been the Fablemans. The was, Steven yes, correct. Steven French. Spielberg, like autobiopic, something like that, like sort mm. about his life. So, plus they talked about Let the Last of Us, first couple episodes of that, and Poker Face, which I believe is Apple TV's TV show? Peacock. Peacock. My B. Um, but yeah, go check out my time for this. Andrew and Adam do a great job doing all things pop culture over there. So, um, join the discord gsp.info to get all things zero step podcast network and repod go join repod join us over there talking about packers brewers bucks and pop culture across the board and with that folks that is all for this episode of talk of the tundra we'll be back in your feeds next week thank you for listening and jordan thank you thank you